Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you're with us today, sitting around the table, and I hope that you have something to eat or drink. Uh, coffee, ices, uh, trying, trying to see what is that? Sugar, hydrate, salt water, taffy. Sparkling ice, oh, caffeine. Yeah. Oh my, Chris. Good? I've got coffee and caffeine drink. Wow. Okay. This ought, this ought to be it. I'm burning the midnight oil. You. It's four o'clock. It's four. <laughs> it's midnight somewhere. <laughs> you are so right about that. It is midnight somewhere. It is midnight somewhere, and you're just making sure that you are staying I'm, up with them, right? I'm, I'm ready with those people. <laughs> You want to be sharp and alert so that when they are, they're listening, they know that you've, you're all in. You might have some tough questions for me, so Wait, I need to be sharp. That's possible. Anyway, Chris, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you for being here, Chris uh, My pleasure. Norman, and sitting next to you tonight. It's becoming quite the little guest. I'm tell- Really, she's not even a guest anymore. Hey, we're so glad that you're here, Jessica. Thanks. Yeah, glad thanks for coming. Here. I know yeah. that you were you were busy today, and... And your kids aren't getting any supper because you decided. <laughs> and my like, house isn't getting clean. And your house okay. isn't getting clean because you decided to come over and be on podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, the sacrifice of a mama. I hope those kids get something to eat. <laughs> oh, well, uh, it's just one meal. Just one meal. Yeah. Just one They'll meal make away. it. And Tiffany, as always, we're glad you're here. You actually have missed a couple. Yeah, two or three. She lost her record, but that's okay. We still love her. I was gone a little bit, but I'm back. You're back. We're glad you're back. Yeah, she did. And Pastor, he isn't going to be here, I hear, but but never be surprised. He might come. There are snacks, so he He, very well show up. He finds out. What do you have on the table, (laughs) Tiff? Saltwater taffy, sugar-free that Dad picked up for me on his way back from his trip. Mm -hmm. And then we met in a parking lot like a drug deal to give him to me today. In the Smokes to Go parking lot, nonetheless. Oh, my goodness. We could have gone one parking lot over and been, like, at the bank. But, no, he's like, let's meet in the Smokes to Go parking lot where there's no space and it's teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. But hmm. that's how we roll. I, just, I yeah. just wonder if he got all sugar-free in his uh, bag be- that he got for himself. Probably I feel not. like some of his accidentally got mixed into mine because there's some that there's do not say sugar free. <laughs> but we're not saying we're not judging. I'm not saying no, no judging. No. That could have been mm. for someone else. Yes, yeah. it was for me, right? No, yeah, it was probably yeah. for Jessica. No judging at this table. Cinnamon roll. That's cinnamon. Ooh, they are. Uh, I might try one. <laughs> yes. Well, we hope that uh, you you all are having a good day. We were sitting here before we got started, and we really had some interesting conversation going on and it was like oh we should be recording this we weren't i don't think that so i said three two one and hit the record button i know so here we are. <laughs> and then here we yeah <laughs> before we had to give it we got gave it much thought but jessica since you started all, all off what were you you know tell us tell the listeners what you were talking about what you were thinking so i have been thinking ever since you preached yesterday on um the raven bringing food to elijah and just how god um uses things that we are never um not never but sometimes that we don't think he's going to use or people that he uses that we would never think that he would use um so i've just kind of been relating that to like my life and what's been going on and how god's placed people in our life that i would have never thought you know would do the things that they're doing for us and just how amazing and tiffany said 
she made a good point that God always makes a point when he does something like that. It's never for nothing. Like he's making sure that we're listening and Mm -hmm. paying attention to him. So I just thought that was pretty cool. Our first reaction to that, you know, and, and for me even studying it and I've heard, I've heard this message so many times, you know, but I just, I really, when I began to build the message, I was not going to spend much time there. But the more that I read, the more that I dug in, the more that I thought about how we judge things, because I was really going for the brook. What do you do when your brook, your source, Mm -hmm. uh, your strength, your anything that we have a famine in, anything that we lack, but then I begin to think about how God uses different things, different people, different situations. And and that really became big in my mind, too. So, yeah, I get that. Because, you know, to think that uh, God would speak to Elijah and send him where he sent him uh, and said, I'm going to take care of you here by this little brook. And I'm going to feed you. A raven's going to bring you your food. And, and so we know it's unclean. It's not natural. Mm-hmm. And not only is it not natural, it means there has to be an adjustment made. Yes. And so I can't even imagine how, I just, I just can't even imagine how Elijah, because he, he was very common. You know, God just used common people, even mm-hmm. though they have calls and anointing on their lives in the Bible to, to show us. But it just shows me how Elijah, you know, I wonder if he thought, and he's thought, you know, that, well, God, could you have used another vehicle to bring me food? Because mm-hmm, birds are dirty. They are, and yeah. especially the and raven. Especially the raven. Yeah. They're, they're very unclean, and they were listed as I'm an... I'm trying un- not to get hooked on that, but... Yeah, they were. They were unclean. So, so there had to be this battle with the mind, and mm-hmm. I think that's what it showed me. We human mm-hmm. beings, we battle with our mind. We had to be humble. We do, and mm-hmm. and instead of thinking and trust, yes, very much. Very you think much he ever so. wanted to leave? I mean, it was like God told him to go there. You think that he was ever sitting there eating his raven bread and like, I could probably just like head out of here. Bread. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I. He, I'm sure because like all of us, and I think like every human being, and I, I, I you know, and we talked about this a while ago, uh, went in the in the New Testament, which we preach and teach out of most, you know, because of Jesus come, you know, uh, we realize that the Holy Spirit lives in us. And, and so we think about, but how he taught so in the natural. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, God was, he, you know, Jesus was the word from the beginning was the word with God. And the God was with was the Word, so that same Word is teaching something throughout the New Testament. Even though we don't live under the law of the Old Testament, right. it's still teaching us something. Mm-hmm. And so when we come and we realize, okay, Elijah was uh, a human being, uh, just like we're all human beings. He might have looked at things differently than we did, but I'm sure that because he knew the law also. He also knew that the raven was not a clean bird. It was mentioned as an unclean bird. Mm -hmm. And that's what God chose to use. And so I think Elijah probably had to begin to look at himself and and learn to be thankful. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had a little over two years, you know. That was amazing to me. I had no idea that it was a a little over two years. That's a long time. That's a long time. time. That's a long time. That's a long time. I think like this six-month year thing that we've been going through is a long time but yeah. goodness right mm-hmm. and expect just having to have faith that the bread's gonna cut like what if that raven died 
Well, right. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, God has an endless supply, and we yeah. have, and that's another thing because that's a good point. The carrier that was bringing it yeah. could have something, you know, happen to it. How long does a raven die? How yeah, long how do long they do live? they live? Yeah. Was I it don't just know. One raven? Those are good was questions. Yeah. yeah, and if someone out there is listening to this and you happen to know, to know that information, anyone versed in raven studies, yes, please <laughs> let us know <laughs> because I I don't know how long that they live. I don't know that it was the same raven. Yeah, Tiffany, yeah. look it up. Let me just. Let I just, just feel like Elijah could have had a super bad attitude about it. He like could have, he, he's yes. out there by himself, mm-hmm. which is enough to drive somebody crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably camping of some sort. We we know that he was eating the exact same thing every day. Uh huh. That bread right there is enough to make me cranky. Oh, he me too. bread in the morning and bread in the evening. Yeah, oh, that's a high twice. carb diet. Yeah. yeah. He knew he had a big calling on his life, and yes. he's literally sitting in the middle of nowhere eating bread from a bird. Mm-hmm. I but mean, was God keeping him safe? Is that what you said yesterday? He knew? Was hiding him, yes. Hiding from, him. Yeah, but do you think absolutely. he knew that? Do you think that Elijah knew why he was there? Well, yeah. Eli- obviously, Elijah knew. I mean, he just shows up on on the scene, you know, which right. I think is incredible. Yeah. You know, you don't get an introduction to him. He just comes and tells Ahab, this wicked king, right. that there's going to be a famine. And the idols that you are bowing down to and you're and and, you know israel was in bad state at that time and those that they're bowed down to they're not going to be these baal idols aren't going to be able to stop this famine this famine is not going to stop until the word of the lord comes through me to stop it right so there had been obviously a pretty good conversation with elijah and god and he knew elijah knew that he had to be obedient you know, he was obedient to God, and then God told him what to do and gave him the next thing for him. He told him, you go tell them that so that they're warned, so that they know that I am God. Mm-hmm. And and so then the next thing he does is he goes and, and he stays where he's told to. What'd you find, Tiff? It's a good chance it was the same raven. Oh. Their lifespan is 10 to 15 years. Wow. Oh, that's wow. a long time. That's a long it's time a long time. time. They're an ugly bird. Look at this I thing. I know. I can't. They're <laughs> nasty. I actually don't think they're so ugly. This Why? guy right here is ugly. Look at him. I mean, you know how the paparazzi catches your worst Jessica, thing. that is God's creation. Oh, yeah. I won't let him kill spiders because they're God's creation. Oh, okay. Um, so that's a new thing. But go on with yeah, the raven. Anyway, 10 to 15 years. But, but they're so in the crow family. And nobody likes crows. That's what I'm saying. It looks yeah. like a crow. It, it does. Yeah. But but that, that's really interesting. Who knows? It could have been the same one or it could not. And then, on the other hand, you're thinking, where is this raven getting bread? We don't know, and it doesn't matter. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to. That's why it's the story. It is. It's the trust that God somehow fed him. Did he have to go to different places to get the bread? We have no idea. All we know was that he said, you go there, hide out away from all the Mm -hmm. abomination and everything, and uh, for those that might want to harm you or whatever it was, he went and he did as he was told. And, and so there's so many lessons when you start thinking about a human being and the thought process. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, even though that was just a little part of the message, I really think that that shows us how we have to deal with ourselves mm-hmm. as human beings. And sometimes and we have to let God hide us. Yes. And, yes. and when, we, when we do that, trust that he'll provide. Yes. He'll provide during the hide. That's a good thing. That you can put that on a t-shirt if you I, want. Okay, I like That's it. I'll make it for you. Be like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about yeah. the water that came out of the rock. 
Mm-hmm. That's not a common place for water to just come out of. I mean, you know, you you. Now I'm not an earth scientist, obviously, but you know, you drill in the ground and you might see rock there. But in my mind, of course, you know, they don't have pictures of the actual rock, but that wasn't a place that they would have expected to get mm-hmm. water, right? right? And so, and and it wasn't just a little trickle. Like it it gave nourishment to how many people? Like. A lot. So God does things that are that are unexpected. You know, if they found a creek, well, then that that's too easy. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's take it out of a rock. Let's yeah. do right. that. Let's smite the rock. Yeah. Right. That's just that's a, so, so godlike. Yeah, and I, I really think is. that's that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. He uses natural things that are when it happens, it's still too big mm-hmm. for that natural thing. Right. And, but it's to get us to realize that he uses whatever means necessary mm-hmm. for his next. Right. And he just has a provision for his people. And that's good news. Yeah. Very. Yeah. That's really it's good encouraging news. encouraging news. Mm-hmm. It is. And so, yeah, that, that, was, that was interesting. And yeah. I, I thought a lot about that over the last week, yeah. you know, about the brook. And what do you do when your resources, when what is normal stops? And I think we've all, in the last two years, year and a half, uh, what we thought was normal just came to a screeching halt. We had new normals, and then as you get used to the new normals, then how we handle those, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's been a lot for, for us all to take in, but it's evident that God is doing something that is so much bigger than we are, Mm -hmm. and he's daring us to trust him. So we, we get anxious and we get worried in our pain, and, and then he'll begin to reveal the Word of God to us. Yeah. And I like it that he reveals through people that are just human beings. Yeah. Yesterday you said something, and this kind of brings back Chris's question on, or maybe it was just a statement, I don't know, about how he um, had a good attitude, or maybe he didn't. But you said that Elijah had um, a mouth on him and that yeah. God had to... Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you said that, it reminded me of myself. Right. <laughs> Same legit. here. But so maybe he didn't always have a good attitude, Chris. Maybe he was angry and God had to work mm-hmm. on that. And that's just something to think about. Don't you imagine that in that two years that he was quiet? Couldn't yell at anybody but God. Or the raven. Or the raven. Oh, yeah, that's me true. Think of cast I mean, away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking to friends the with the raven. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. I'd do. Hey, dude, good to see you. <laughs> well, maybe I think it's a nice one. Yeah, I think yeah, so many times that with life we hear a story, whether it's an actual story of somebody that's been going through something for years and years and years, and when by the time we hear it, it's just real small. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they got through it. You know, there was a struggle. There's it, you know, the testimony is more than that. He one. wouldn't have been here for two and a half years no, if there wasn't some kind absolutely. of struggle. You're right. Yeah. I, I believe that he learned a lot in that two years about himself oh, and yeah. about the faithfulness of God. And I believe that anytime we're in a lonely place, and that had to be a lonely place, anytime we're in a lonely place, because no one can walk the walk for us, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't care how many people are around. What you're going through is what you're going through Mm -hmm. because that's that's what changes us into what God God. wants us for Mm -hmm. the next. And I think Elijah was used mightily of God, but he was not a perfect person. You know, I mean, my goodness, you know, he goes on and and uh, he he does. uh, I'll see if I get my story straight. I'm sure if I don't, somebody out there is going to is going to let me know. 
but but we have the widow woman you know where he goes and and does exactly what what uh the lord tells him to do you know is to tell her to bake me a cake or, or go to her first he just says go and she'll sustain you he didn't really say i don't know that he got had all the instructions before he went there but when he got there he told her to bake me a cake after he asked for the drink the drink was easy the cake was not easy for her mm-hmm. but the when drink he was said common you it, said right yes yeah yeah and then he well she turned to go do to get the mm-hmm. the drink mm-hmm. but then her faith was tested mm-hmm. when elijah said to her and make me a cake also mm-hmm. make bring me some bread make me some bread whatever mm-hmm. And then she began to say what she didn't have. Mm-hmm. And then he finished, or he said, but if you'll do this, then you're going to be taken care of. Virtually. God still blessed her anyway, which is saying something. She walked in the flesh, really. And, she walked in the flesh. And God still had grace with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Which is so, which is really, really neat when mm-hmm. you think about the story. Uh, because we're ta- talking about, I think, mean, is it First Kings? Was it First Kings or Second Kings? I, I don't know. I don't even know. Don't first Second Kings, chapter seventeen. Anyway, you need to read it. It's a, it's where uh, Elijah goes and tells Ahab that the famine is coming. But, but anyway, after that happens, and he stayed there for quite some time, the son dies. The widow woman oh, yeah. that fed mm-hmm. him dies. Right. And then after he dies, the woman is, you know, of course, she's upset and beginning to think, have you brought trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, you know how the mind just goes crazy. Yeah. You begin to point, you begin to blame, and and she brings the child to to Elijah. And Elijah, even then, is like, God, have I come and brought trouble? I mean, it's in, it's in the Word of God. I didn't, you know, we didn't go through all that yesterday. But then he begins, but then he cries out to God. You know, he begins to say, you know, I've been obedient, basically, and I've done, you know, and now this little woman's son has died, and and so he prays for him three times, you know, and, and he comes back to life, and and you just think of all the natural responses of a human being in time of trouble, and yet God is so faithful, mm-hmm. and Elijah was, you know, he had to deal with his own fears, and you go on a little bit later. I mean, he, he has quite the little war with the prophets of Baal. I mean, they're going to show that their God is stronger than his God. And, and, and he kind of plays, you know, he he kind of mocks them because he knows his God is so mighty because he's been through a lot. Right. I mean, he's powerful here. And they try to defeat him. and uh, But his God wins. Yeah. But... Jezebel and Ahab, they had killed 50 prophets. Well, then Jezebel threatens the great prophet Elijah. And so you keep reading, and you'll find out that that great prophet all of a sudden was scared and went into a cave. And he was afraid again. He had to to deal with fear. But then God, an angel of the Lord came and sustained him. Yeah. And minister to him. And then God called him back out. And then he goes on, you know. And so it just shows you, even before Jesus Christ came, the grace of Almighty God for those that loved him. Mm-hmm. And even more so, we have the grace that's living on our life. And that's just one human being. That's yeah. First Kings. Do we okay. decide? Yeah. Chapter 17. First Kings 17, mm-hmm. yeah. It's really crazy that he called down fire on a wet idol. I know. And... <laughs> 
then he still got scared and had to go hide in a cave. I mean, if I was, if I called fire yeah. down to show off in front of a bunch of devil worshippers, yeah, and it worked, like, I, so I, I feel like I would never have a problem with faith right. ever again. Yeah, <laughs> he was so strong in those moments, but but it was when that threat came, he was tired. He'd been mm-hmm. in battle, and mm-hmm. and that's what the enemy tries to do with us. And is, that, yes. yeah, where you when out. you get tired, yeah, that's yes. what we've been talking about oh, for the last couple of weeks. So much yeah. when we get we we have some victories, mm-hmm. and. You know, we see the hand of God. He's just got us through some things. But we, that's why the Word of God tells us to not get weary in well-doing. Mm-hmm. Because, and if we don't faint, we're going to reap the harvest. Right. Yeah. But the enemy pushes so hard to get us to faint. Yeah. But then comes the angel of the Lord and begins to minister, you know, to Elijah. Because he, he just, he was done. Just kill me, God. Get me, get me, you know. this. And But the angel of the Lord sustained him mm-hmm. and... and and strengthened him and the next thing you know he's gone out and and many mighty things were done and and ends up when he does leave this world he doesn't even die you know he just gets transported up to heaven and, yeah that's and so, cool so yeah i can't it. wait to meet him someday, yeah for real yeah yeah that's so cool to think and he's just one story in yeah. the word of god and we're just highlighting we're just we're just skipping across the hills here yeah. a little bit you know but but he, it's he did ahead. seem like a grumpy fellow yeah. A little crabby. A little, he had a mouth on him. Well, yeah, and he was very, you know, he was a prophet, and sometimes they're very direct. But he also spent a lot of time by himself, obviously. And he was used mindedly of God. Uh, but his people's skills were a little rough. And I believe that God tried every, every, every chance that he got to really work on Elijah. Yeah. You know, uh, because it's interesting when Elisha is following him, mm-hmm. you know, some of his retorts back to Elisha because Elisha saw him as a father. And uh, he was bold enough to say, I want to double a portion of what you've got. Mm-hmm. And Elijah, you know, the way he responds to him is, well, basically, you're going to have to be, you better be around when I get away. <laughs> good luck, kid. Good right. luck, you know. Right. It's kind of like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it shows you that... Uh, yeah, God uses all kinds, doesn't he? He does. But, but, yeah. Sometimes I read through the Old Testament, and especially the children of Israel, after they been were delivered from Egypt, and all the stupid things that they had done. And, you know, they God parted the Red God Well, I mean, you take it back, there was all the curses on Egypt that they saw. I mean, they saw the Red Sea depart, parted. They saw manna fall from heaven. They saw... I mean, endless, endless things. And then they still would build idols, and they still, I mean, Aaron hit the rock out of anger, and I mean, it's all these things, and I was thinking, those stupid people. Right. I mean, they literally saw God, and then they're, they're doing this, and then I stop and think, well, That's us. I've That's seen us. things, <laughs> and I still do those same, yeah. stu- maybe yeah. not to that level, maybe I don't I haven't seen the Red Sea part, but I still see things, and then do stupid things. I'm like, well. Thank it's God. human nature. Thank God yeah. for... The New Testament. Thank we God. We all have the mountain moments. And we, we do. Have, yes. have yeah. the valley moments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it seems like the valleys are like so much bigger than mm-hmm. the mountains. Or really you're climbing the mountain. mountain and you think you're in the valley. But, you know, we all go through those times. Uh, that's natural. But th- I think that's why God put these amazing things in our history to yes. learn about. So that when we're drowning in our stuff, mm-hmm. we can say, okay, well... 
I believe that this is the same God yes. now that, yes. that it was then. And so I can get through this. I can do this. Yes. You yep. know, yeah. uh, we've kind of at my house, we've kind of been doing the mountain thing for a while. And it's we've just been blessed. We've just been really super blessed the last few years, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, watched a lot of things crumble around us. And, almost, you know, not to, I'm not trying to toot our horn. It's just we've just been living a blessed time. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, just in the last couple of weeks, there's just been a lot of hell happen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait a second, where's my mountain? <laughs> I was just on the mountain. What mm-hmm. happened? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, but I have, I have, um, I have those mountaintop experiences to pull strength from, mm-hmm. to pull, remember mm-hmm. that favor. And mm-hmm. I still walk, we're still walking in favor, but when fear tries to ke- to creep in, then you, mm-hmm. you hold on to favor and, and mm-hmm. faith and mm-hmm. It's just a natural progression. It's mm-hmm. gonna. It it will mm-hmm. happen. Nobody nobody lives up on Mm-mm. top all the time. Mm-mm. But I believe that we can search the word, um, and find those things that we need. You know, maybe it's not in today's language. And ravens don't often feed people today because I would have cooked the raven. Oh, me too. Right, yeah. like. How about I'm a meat eater, yeah, right? Me too. And so I'd have been. I probably would have killed my supplier. No, I would have, <laughs> I would have been hungry. a whole other twist of that story. Yes, yeah. plot twist. Yeah. So like, you eat your provision. That's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't eat your seed. You can't eat your provision. Right. You can't eat the provider of your provision. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's a, yeah, and it, it's like we were talking earlier before the show. We were talking about you know manna. What was mm-hmm. manna? And the fact that they had to trust. They, they couldn't hoard it up. They yeah. had to trust on a daily basis. And that's really what God wants us mm-hmm. to, to live in. I mean, he sent Jesus because, you know, that was the perfect sacrifice. It was the only thing that could keep us to live in victory because the Israelites, they just could not live in victory, yeah. no matter how they tried. Now, granted, there were, pe- there were those that did, but they still had to go make the sacrifices all the time. Yeah. You know, they just had to make them so that they could be victorious. And the sacrifice was paid for us, but yet we are still human beings. And and so I I think that when, you know, Tiffy said it so well a while ago, that God is wants to remind us all the time that the faithfulness of what we read in the Word of God, whether it's in the old, whether it's in the new, or the testimonies of someone else, if we can really understand that there are people that had to deal with something at a time to get to the next place. Mm-hmm. And if we remember the victories of our own personal life, we sometimes, we forget that. We do. And uh, we have to just stop and, and, you know, if we have to go back to the birth of our child, you know, go back to what's the happiest day of my life, what was the most, you know, uh, when was it sometimes we think that the situation we're in right now is the only situation we have? It really isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's another place where we grow. It's another place where we will see God do the next. And But I sometimes think that we'll take an extra trip around or two until we can take the deep breath and let him breathe life into us mm-hmm. again. Because he'll do it over and over for our life. So, yeah, it's a constant lesson. What you got, Tiff? Well, I was looking up what is manna, mm-hmm. and first of all, ew. Chick-fil-A? Uh, it's not Chick-fil-A, oh, turns cool. out. 
Um, it's described as being a fine flake-like thing, like the frost on the ground, which there is mm -hmm. reference to that in the, mm -hmm. in the Bible. Um, it was comparable to hoarfrost in color, which looks really gross if you look that up. Um, and the reason it had to be collected was because it was so fine and it would melt under the heat of the sun. That's why they couldn't keep it. Also, God said not to. But, um, and so they had to use it. It was almost like a grain and they had to turn it into something. Oh. So I'm thinking the ravens are bringing like, you know, slices of bread, yeah, that's what I right? Was, right? But I mean, maybe, maybe he, maybe, maybe he did, maybe he, did. Maybe he just brought but if the it ingredients. Was, yeah. If it was manna, then not only did it was provided to him, but, um, he had to make some, he had mm -hmm. to put it to action. So, you know, the Israelites good. had to do something yeah. with that, which was dropped. Yeah. And they, they ground it and pounded it into cakes, which were then baked, resulting in something that tasted like cakes baked with oil. Uh, raw manna tasted like wafers that had been made with honey. So it wasn't Ooh. terrible, but it doesn't look very good. But it doesn't seem to be like you could just thank you for this manna right. and eat it. Um, when it would store, when they tried to store it, it would instantly get worms mm -hmm. and stink. Mm -hmm. Again, so God think about something. that in our provision. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do with it, do something with it instead of just sit and look at it. Yeah, that, I, that's good because yeah. why? And then he, and it goes back to Elijah. It would have been a lot more productive if he had to make it once he got it. Yeah. Because God still, you know, He's always used the work of the hands. Co-labor relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm not a Bible scholar at all. Oh, me neither. Uh, I just read it. I do, I do, and have experienced the goodness of God in my life. I have mm -hmm. seen provision where there was not provision so many times. Why do you think it's so hard for us to, um, why do you think we have that resistance to leaning on God? Like as a natural resistance, we all have. Mm -hmm. you're, you're right. We mm -hmm. do. We want to do it ourselves instead of leaning on Him. We see it all throughout history, all throughout the Bible. Every, I mean, is it like is that part of our sin nature? Do you think? Or? It's our free will. I think. Uh, I blame. I blame the garden. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Adam and Eve. We they screwed it all yeah, up. Yeah. I think you know. that because I think that's that's a constant for us, because we all, not everybody, but there's that inclinate inclination of us. To work and to fix mm -hmm. and provide and create and create mm -hmm. and multiply yes and so that's a natural instinct not a bad one but and 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 I liked what you said because we're supposed to be co-laboring with God but sometimes I really think that God wants us to understand that this is something that we can do what we can do of course we put forth effort but there are sometimes where. He's like, you can't fix this. Mm -hmm. And can you trust me enough to let me do this? Can you sometimes the answer is no. I can't trust you enough. And then we get more screwed up. Yeah. Then we keep, like, that's where we. Oh, okay. I'll give it to yeah, you now. He's <laughs> very patient. He's very kind with us. But we, you know, we've all been guilty. We overstress ourselves and we overthink things. Mm -hmm. Or overwork. We yeah. overwork because we think we can fix it with that. You know, we tend, and there's a certain amount of work that we have to do. There yeah. are times when we're pushed and we have to do it. But we can't keep pushing for a long terms of time. And we just have to really trust. You know, God, God is God, right? And so <clears throat> if you believe in God uh, being God 
and not uh, something else, then we know that he could have he could have just made us all clones. We could have all been angels. Uh-huh. We didn't need people. He didn't. He doesn't need people. Mm-mm. But he wanted relationship, and he gave us free will from the very first man. He did. And he and God knows also. He knew they were going to screw up. Nothing mm-hmm. surprises God, but he hoped they would make the right decision, even though he's all knowing. He knew what. Mm-hmm. And my son has asked, well, why? It, why does God even let? bad stuff happen why why are there murderers why are there why is there this why is Mm -hmm. there that and all i can say is that free will he gave us free will because if not we would be slaves we would be clones we wouldn't um love because we wanted to we wouldn't um we wouldn't help our neighbors because we wanted to we wouldn't we wouldn't want to crawl up into the lap of god because we love him so much we would just be Robots. Isn't we, that you know? like an angel, though? Like the angel doesn't have free will? Like well, Lucifer fell. That was a choice. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. they did I think to that, a certain well, extent. Well, I still, yeah, I think so. Because there was, what, a third of the angels fell, wasn't it? I think so. I think that's, uh, and it was my choice. But he didn't have to give us free will. He that's, didn't but have he to did, give free will. And that's, that's a gift. That's, that's why gift. we can screw stuff yeah. up. <laughs> But, but it's, it's also why we can live the abundant life. It and is. It's why we can walk in healing and freedom and 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 love because we can choose we to choose do that. Yeah. But it's hard. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah, it but is. Free will is a it's a it's a crazy thing. And but yet, the freedom that it brings because we get to choose. Yes. It's just like it's more rewarding. It of is. Course. It's it's like Americans, true Americans so love and appreciate the free will that we get in our country it's the envy of many countries most countries in the world is the freedom that we've had to make choices when you even the stupid ones yeah even and and you get where somebody else is making choices for you we don't like that and and that's because it's a god-given thing that he puts in us that he wanted us to have to make choices mm-hmm. he wants us to make good choices he told you know choose i put before you life and death yeah. choose life choose life right. here's you know. the answers yeah right. yeah the answers to the questions any every question that we have through the word of god is an answer and it's the right answer mm-hmm. we just have to uh work with god to find out what he's saying and i think that's probably the big thing and i i really hope that those of you that are listening. I know you've just listened to our chatter around the table, <laughs> but I really hope that that this is ministered to some of you because you've maybe found yourself finding yourself in situations, you know, and and uh, you've got more questions than you have answers. That is not an unnatural thing. No. And but the thing that we don't do enough is we don't trust God enough. Uh, so we we feel like we can fix it when we really can't we put he will bless the work of our hand this is true but when we're relying on just our hand to do it then we're leaving him out and we're only going to get more and more uh, frustrated with what's going on Mm -hmm. so I really uh, pray that that uh, you will just take in this podcast and this discussion and begin to think of your own life and the situations you are in and if you feel like you're hiding out right now or you feel like uh you've been in quarantine forever you feel like uh 
nothing is changing because of your health. Uh, maybe you're in a financial situation and you don't see any way out. Relationships are just, uh, they're not good right now. And uh, maybe you feel so alone in your situation. Uh, just know that there are many, many other people that have felt that way. Mm -hmm. But it's still your situation and God cares about your situation. Mm -hmm. He really cares about you. And uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a good time to ask Jesus Christ into your heart and, and confess him as your Lord and Savior. The Word of God says that if we will believe that Jesus Christ uh, died for us and that he not only died, but that he rose again from the grave and that he came to give us life everlasting and we receive him and believe on him, that we shall be saved. It's really simple. It's almost too simple. Uh, but it's believing on him and that he loves us and that he gave his life for us in exchange so we really can have life. And life is when we have hope and trust. Even though sometimes we have to labor into that until we come into that restful place. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I can't tell you how long you have to labor. But I think it's when we get past our emotions when we get past the place where I give up, Lord. Like Dara said yesterday. Yeah, even I love if, yes. that. Even if. Yes. yes. And that's the way we have to be. Even if we lost it all. Yep. Even if we get the worst report ever. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, uh, I'll never forget sitting in the doctor's office. And we had gone so many times and had no answers. And when we, I just remember Dr. Lindsay saying to us, I'm like, can't you can't you do surgery how about open heart because they couldn't go it, they couldn't do the ablations because it was too close to the coronary artery mm -hmm. i would bleed out mm -hmm. and and i said well how about open heart and he said there's only been three people that have done that and only one made it the other two bled out it's just as dangerous he said you have one chance in a hundred of making it and he said we just can't do it right now and so for years that you know and then one day one day, I looked at Daryl and I said, you know what, one, one chance in a hundred with God is a really good chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember when you told me about that, um, you know, how, is it safe? Well, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. actually, no. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a one, there's a one in one, you know, mm -hmm. one chance in a hundred. But, that, that but it, you know, as time would go on and I. But it was okay, though. It was okay. And when, you know, I rested in that. I rested in that all as well because I knew it was, we, yeah, even though my body that. wasn't well, mm -hmm. even though I was suffering, you know, I refused to l give into it. But when I finally made that decision and went to the doctor, he said, you know, we do need to try to do something. And he said, things have advanced a lot mm -hmm. since we first started Like for eight years ago, you know, when we started this journey. Mm -hmm. And, but, but, but your, your condition had also advanced a lot. You know, yeah, I'll, well, I'll never forget mm -hmm. the like. No one in our in our circle at this time mm -hmm. knew you mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. Where every minute or two, mm -hmm. you know, you could physically hear mm -hmm. your and heart acting up. It was, you could yeah. see it in on. You could see it in your body. You could hear mm -hmm. it if you tried to talk. You know, yeah. and just watching. And no amount of medicine. They gave no. me up to as much as they could, and they. Yeah. I was on the. You know, they, uh, Chris, you probably know, you know, that the medicine's the stage and the, you, you're in a category where you could only take, there was only two or three 
but the only one that he felt safe enough for me if I was older and basically if that was I didn't have good life to live and I wasn't so energetic well we could make you comfortable for a little while kind of choice and that mm -hmm. was about it you know that was left but God's you know God's got whatever we need yet next and he's trying to get us to trust him in our todays that was a belief. trust fall for sure yes that and was a complete trust fall. It was, but it was one of the most miraculous things mm. because when the doctor got in there, something that he watched constantly, you know, EKGs after EKGs, uh, TEEs that they went in and checked mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. and, and all of the ultrasounds and so on and so forth, all the things that we had, he studied me for years. And then when he goes in to get my heart you know to go and so he could go try to get to it they stopped yeah. at first he got a little bit and then they just stopped when my surgery was over and they walked into my room well when he walked in he just he after he had told pastor you got she got her miracle mm -hmm. I was different people come in to see me I was not the she same person so good. I had ox she I mean the oxygen so was it was miraculously she was a different color. I was totally different. Her eyes were bright. It's like, the most amazing That was amazing a stressful waiting room, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, but yet we still had faith. There uh -huh. was a peace, even though, mm -hmm. you know, you just, the anxiety that you have is just normal. But I never expected them to come out and say, we lost her. That was never, no, that right? was never no. a, that was a possibility. Yeah. Right. Like, that's and it was, not happening. Yeah, right? and you it know? was because we had built up our muscles oh, yeah. because we refused. Yeah. yeah. To give in to what was going on yep. mm -hmm. and so that's for you guys too you yes. don't give in to what's going on you keep building your muscles of yep. faith and it's not by what we see it's by what we know that old song back back at that time don't give up on the brink of a miracle yeah you know we used to sing that all yeah. the time yeah. let's, God is let's not god is still on the throne yeah. amen <laughs> to all of you out there uh, as we've chatted away today <laughs> but uh yeah god's still doing miracles and he's doing things in your life and so uh, Tiffany, I'm going to ask you to pray today over the listeners and those that just need to know that God is providing for them. Okay. Father, we thank you so much for this time together, God. It is such a privilege, God, to be able to share our lives and your 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 stories, yes. God. Your, the history of the miracles that you've done in our lives, Father. It's, it's, it's such an honor to be able to share that with our listeners, God. And I pray that, that everyone who hears this podcast, Father, will be reminded, God, to, to uh, not fight the manna that's being mm -hmm. provided for them, Father. And Thank then, you, Father. And then not to, to, uh, to, to waste it, God. Help them not to waste it, God, and to whatever you put in their hand for that provision, God, to, to take what you give them and use it as it's meant to nourish them in whatever way they need in their life, God. And I just pray that, that each listener will be encouraged, Father, that you have not left them. You will hide them and keep yes. them, Father. No matter where they're at and what they're going through, Father, you're a God of provision, a God of love, a God of peace, and a God of healing. Mm -hmm. And we just pray that over every listener right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Until the next time, at the table with... Darlene, would you have... Have a blessed day. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.